Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. It's another edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevrolet, everybody. We've already been on the air once this week on your iTunes or your Stitcher or your NFL.com uh, podcast listener or whatever you listen to this show on. Uh, Brian Billick and I had a nice chat earlier this week uh, coming off of Week 17, knowing the playoff field for the first time in its entirety. It was uh, Black Monday with all the coaches' firings, and uh, we're still trying to sort out what's fact and what's fiction as to who's going where right now uh, as we are taping this on the Thursday before Wild Card Weekend. Uh, kicks off with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday before giving way to uh, Wild Card Sunday that wraps up with a matchup between two of the more intriguing rookie quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. Uh, RG3 and the Washington Redskins having won their division for the first time since 1999, welcoming in the Boat Racers from Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks quarterbacked by Russell Wilson. That's coming off of another game that we're going to be talking about at length on this edition of the podcast, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, which is fascinating on so many levels. Certainly the Colts' season going from first overall on the clock to 11 wins, preventing the Houston Texans once again from winning in Indianapolis. They're now 0-11 in the history of their franchise going to Indianapolis, and that knocked them down from a bye week to uh, the third seed, which is why they're kicking off wild card weekend with what Andrew Luck has been able to do, Chuck Pagano, his storyline has captured the imagination and fancy and, and empathy uh, from uh, the entire sports world with what he's been able to battle back from um, this season. Former Baltimore Raven defensive coordinator. He will be on the sidelines in, in Baltimore where, obviously, the Colts used to play. There's a lot of raw emotions there as well. And Pagano's, uh, in many ways got the job in Indianapolis as many former defensive coordinators from the Baltimore Ravens have gotten jobs as head coaches elsewhere, essentially, many people believe, because of Ray Lewis and how he's been playing ball since coming in to the NFL back in 1996. And this will be his last home game, most likely. Not most likely because he's rethinking of retirement. It's because of the way the playoff field is set up. The Baltimore Ravens with a home game. Everyone expects, unless the Cincinnati Bengals go on a run for the ages, this will be their last home game of the year, and thus the last game in Baltimore of Ray Lewis. The Ravens have already announced they're going to retire his number. All of this going down on Wednesday, where he went in front of the team and told them about how he's going to come back from his injury this season and how he will be uh, out there on the field, most likely be a big upset if he's not there now and he's talked a bit to the team and according to Albert Breer just dropped oh by the way this is gonna be my last game 
all of that uh, is on tap this week, and we're going to talk about that with our guest, our lone guest on this podcast, friend of the program, longtime friend of this program, also the voice of the football life on NFL Network, one of the uh, Emmy-nominated actors of The Good Wife on CBS, a man who bleeds Baltimore football, baseball, anything, Mid-Atlantic, Josh Charles is going to be on the show. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you, sir? Rich, how are you? Chris Law, how are you, sir? Rich, good to see you. It's Rich, funny Rich. how sometimes things happen on this show that we just sort of spitball when we don't have meetings set up by Microsoft Outlook and Chris Law. <laughs> um, we just decided, you know what, we're going to create our own NFL.com playoff fantasy challenge pool. And we were deciding, oh, you give away uh, one of those coasters that we got from from coasters maybe from the uk people t-shirts. t-shirts and then you say why don't we just give a uh, a phone-in appearance away to the winner of, of of our group yes so you and i and the three of us make up our team on our previous podcast and then decide to let it loose out there on itunes and then we start tweeting a little bit about it and then comes wednesday <laughs> when i tweeted a little bit nfl uh media group got behind it a little bit and then all of a sudden, snowballed. We started the day on Wednesday with about uh, Four. less, like I think ninety something yeah, followers, like ninety two, ninety three. As we are currently, let me refresh my screen. This is Wednesday. This is Thursday again of of the wild card week. We now have the number of participants is ballooned to two thousand two hundred and thirty two. Growing by the second. It is growing by the second. Um, making you know, making the the odds of you phoning into this podcast a little longer, a little longer. But somebody's going to have to win this. Somebody's going to win, and probably won't be any of us. I was going to say it ain't going to be us, probably. <laughs> and 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 for all you international listeners out there, I give the the nod to you, Chris Brockman. We will p- pay for the trunk call. Yes, right. Got, ten, ten, three, two, one. Could we set up like, like a that. Skype or something too? Probably. Uh, Skype in this studio, not possible. Well, I mean, Skype on audio, right? Skype works for regular telephone Skype does calls. work for regular. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. We have an international calling plan here at the NFL. Do we? Pretty sure. <laughs> we you do? sure? That was an issue. <laughs> well, never check that out. Yeah, I don't know. With Chevy sponsoring us, I assume well, we know, can pay for a phone call. Some also good news, though. We talked to our, Vernon Kay internationally. Yeah, so that was the ISDN, well, ISDN line. line. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, some good news, though. Uh, I talked to our the fine folks at Marketing and Product, and we have some additional prizes. We do. So an international listener or possibly multiple Still, still TBD. We'll be getting a uh, subscription to NFL Game Pass for next season. You can watch every game wow. online. No kidding. Yes. So the winner of this, the international, which is, works inter- the international winner. It only works internationally. You cannot have Game Pass uh, domestically. Okay, because um, because of TV various deals reasons. And right. NFL. But if you're ticket. overseas, if you're so overseas, many people follow the league via Game Pass. We're going to give away a, if you're international. If you're an international listener, uh, we will give you a free promotional code, and you'll have now, access. If I'm a domestic listener of this show, I'm like, well, yeah, what else little, am I getting other than the phone call? So if you're going to, if, if you're, you're going to domestic, give it, yeah. you're going to get uh, NFL Game Rewind, which gives you the capability, and Audio Pass, which gives you the capability to hey. a listen to any game uh, audio was and then game rewind is you can go back watch any game and then uh you see those jeremy piven commercials yes uh where you can you know basically exo plays and make your own plays and stuff like that with an ipad or any tablet uh it's that device so we've sweetened the pot sweetened the pot now is there any way we could on our group page communicate this to people uh working on that still i did however post a message last night there's a little message board where i talked some smack i don't know if you saw that (laughs) yeah Um, i i i I even dove headfirst into that i told everyone i couldn't wait till i was going to open a can of whoop ass on the two of you and all of our listeners (laughs) wow are we allowed to say that we're allowed to say that you just said it i just did 
Well, I mean, Bobby Cannavale's fantasy team made made our <laughs> made our air. That's true. So yeah, this is a fun thing. It's growing. Uh, tell your friends to join. Yeah, um, or don't. You know, but you should. <laughs> I blasted out a fifty-person email yesterday <laughs> oh, when boy. the group was at seven fifty. And, and now it's obviously. now at twenty two hundred. Wow! We got the Dan Patrick Show guys on. Yeah, board. the Dan Patrick Show guys are, have put in there. Have put in there. Um, J- Jerry Ferrara. Jerry, right? Jerry Ferrara is in there. Josh uh, Charles. We're going to have him do it Michael, by the end Michael of this Vartan. conversation. Michael Vartan. Michael Vartan. His his team name is not Michael Vartan. It's four legs, eight nipples. nipples. Yes, I went the, through. out of his his dog Molly, a beautiful chocolate lab rescue dog, uh, has I believe the four the four legs. And Michael has the eight nipples, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> we we might have to find that out. Uh, the Sklar brothers, right. Sklar brothers given, are, in. Are, are in this. Uh, Jack Birded, our friend from 30 uh, Rock, yes. he is throwing in. We, we got all the podcast greats yeah. coming in here. At the end of the, at the, the, end the podcast today, we're going to go through some of our favorite names. and uh, Yeah, some of the team names a have, few I have can't left decipher. out of us. I think our friends from the league are on because there's a few league reference names Well, I, I also I invited them on Twitter. I don't know if they – I think Jackie and Jeff might be uh, vacationing somewhere right uh, now, as you know. They'll be back in time for, for Sunday's okay. Seattle game. They'll be settled down somewhere watching I'd that. be surprised if they weren't going. So, yeah, if you're looking to, for where to sign up, you can go to richeisen.nfl.com. There's a link there. Or if you just uh, check out at the Eisen Podcast on Twitter. Follow Rich's our Twitter, Twitter accounts. Right. Or, or you just go to nfl.com. It's so prominently displayed yeah. that you can, you can join a league, and then you just check out the group. And you you can't our group. miss our group. You can't miss it. Now, I would love for you to put Rich Eisen Podcast. Call the group Rich Eisen Podcast dash win valuable prizes. There's a character limit. Uh, what is I, the I, character I, I, I limit? They go to do that. Um, Dude, we know people here. We know people. We'll, we'll try Can't they change something? Do. I'm sure they can. All right. Um, what did you make of the Ray Lewis news, Rich? Did you have any idea that was coming? Um, I, you know, assumed it. Yeah. I assumed it. Um, you know, and everybody's, you know, he's apparently going to ESPN. That's where yeah, he's going to wind up. this morning. Which is a perfect spot for him. Because if he can't work Sundays because he wants to watch his son play college football on Saturdays, I mean, going Mondays on NFL on uh, for for Monday Night Football, that's that's their guy. He's got a freshman in. in so uh, Stu, Stu, Stu Scott's going to get a, a thoroughbred because he worked. We worked with us in 2006. He covered the Super Bowl and and Pro Bowls with us and was phenomenal. He's going to be great at it. He's going to be just awesome. I, I caught you on the DP show though today. I, I think you were right though. Like, there's no way he's walking away from the game for a TV game. Well, a lot of people thought that he's had a deal in place since November. And I mean, they they could have maybe talked about it. I don't know. But to me, he's just, he just strikes me as the sort of guys like, let me get there when I get there. And now he's seeing the end of the line and realizing that this is time. And he made it back for his teammates. And by the way, kudos to the league and the Players Association. They don't agree on much, as we all know. But them agreeing prior to the season on this smart tweak to the injured reserve rule, yeah. this is a perfect example as to why that rule needed to take place. Because if it was the same old, same old, this wouldn't have happened. Right. We wouldn't be getting Ray Lewis back in the playoffs, which is what we should get. And to me, it's a perfect, a perfect instance of... I think this is the only case of it this year, right? Did anybody else come back from injury? I don't reserve? think so. I don't know. There's a there's a there's a few people that were placed on non season. I know, a few people were placed, but did they did eventually they come then back? come back? I don't think so. Don't like know. this is a perfect moon landing moment, you know, for, for this rule. So kudos to them for getting this thing done. 
because the, uh, otherwise, you know, he'd be in pajamas standing there on the sidelines, and the folks in Baltimore wouldn't get a chance to see him come out of the smoke one more time. And and um, but what'd you and, make of Dion's comments where he Dion expects Ray to kind of pull a Favre almost and kind of toy with the listen, idea of coming back next summer? I don't summer. know. That's Dion's call. I mean, Dion knows him better than I know Ray. I mean, I've met yeah. Ray a few times. Like he's been on the show. He was the first ever guest yeah. of this podcast, which is a no-brainer. Ask. He's the best interview I've ever, uh, best interview ever. But do you just anticipate maybe Ray drawing out the process like Favre used to do? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I thought there was a chance of that yesterday, too. And then once I watched his press conference, nah, he kind of closed the door. I, right? I'm sure he did. And he seems like the, one of those types of guys that doesn't look back. But you never know until they're in that situation. Right. Yeah, and, and Dion is a guy who came out of came off of the, the set at, at CBS. Right. To um, because he, he to go back to the Ravens. He missed a whole year, right? And then he missed. He was on CBS for a couple of years. Yeah, I think he was sitting there on CBS as uh, uh, Dan Snyder, Dead Money. I think. Yeah. Actually, yeah. My, I think he's I think sitting on right. NFL Network. Is Dan Snyder, Dead Money? <laughs> Dan I think. I think he will be retired thirty years from now. <laughs> him and Keith still, Van Horn still, still dead getting money. paid. I joked with him. He's still Marge shot dead money probably right now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Dion's still making money from his sporting career, I'm sure. Somewhere. You know? So, um, and and uh, the, the this could be Ed Reed's last game, too. Could be. And and who's on the same field as as Ed Reed this week from the U? Who's on the same field with this, with this Ravens-Colts yes. matchup? Little guy by the name of Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne having the best year of his career. Resurgence. Now, we, we reached out to both to get them both on this week. Didn't work out for various reasons. You know, obviously, they're a little busy. One was lots in. going on. They were in for a second. Well, lots, I don't want to say who's in, who's not. I don't know. But bottom line is, is, is it just couldn't work out. They're friends of this program. Welcome on any time. But you and you, you prepared something just in case they were going to come on? Is that what you're going to do? I, I pre- yeah, I prepared it because it's probably one of the best stories that's been told on the podcast. Uh, we had... I don't know if you recall this. This was December of 2010, so this is going back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Ed Reed on first, right? And you made you, you made him tell the story of of the of, of the dear departed snake, snake named Law that Reggie Wayne had back when they were roommates together playing football at the, at U, the U, which is a story Reggie Wayne told me at, at a Pro, the Pro Bowl, Bowl. Right. yeah. So, so you got to ask Ed Reed about this story, and I'm like, what story? And he told me the story. Of how Ed Reed um, was taking care of Reggie's pet snake Law on a uh, winter break or a spring break or something uh, during the entire season. It was Reggie's first season with the. Colts. Oh, that's right, Reggie. That's Cause, right. Because uh, Reed redshirted, so they they came in together, but uh, Reed stayed an extra year. At the and year. Reggie's like, take care of my take snake. Take care of the snake. And so, then Law unfortunately didn't make it. And then two weeks later, we had Reggie Wayne on, mm-hmm. and Reggie Wayne told the story. And it reluctantly. So, I don't think he wants, I don't think either of these guys want to revisit. They they I think Reggie. Wayne's still broken up about it, I bet. So I took it, I took both their accounts of it, and I mashed it up. You did? Back and forth. Oh, so man. the next seven minutes, just sit back and enjoy. Folks. So this is, this is <laughs> I don't believe there is a better story that's been told on no, this podcast. Right? Right? I mean, we've had great, we've been fortunate to have some great sure. guests and great stories on, but the Law Dead story <laughs> is, is, is the clubhouse leader. And you have you have mashed up. I've mashed this up. Oh, yeah. I'm so it starts off. I think it starts off with uh, Reggie Wayne, and then it goes back and forth. In honor of the Colts and Ravens playing in one another, and a playoff here game. We, this here weekend. we go. Hold on, before you hit play. So the first voice we're going to hear is Reggie Wayne, 
Yeah, the first voice is Reggie Wayne. And then after, Re- Ed Reed. And then Ed Reed, and then they just kind of go back and forth. Okay, very I, good. I cut it up so it's All right, I just want to make sure. All right, now now hit play. But it's in order, so this is how they told the story. How they told the story on, on previous podcasts. All right, we're going to sit back and listen. Uh, now hit play. Before I, before I share the story, which I want to wipe my eyes real quick, I'm start, <laughs> starting to tear up a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. Okay, so Reg goes to them. He gets drafted by the Colts. Um, my senior, I stayed in college for my fifth year, mm-hmm. and um, he asked me, he's like, man, look, I can't fly on the plane. Can you hold and watch Law for me? That's the name of the snake. snake. Okay, Law, yeah. the snake's name is Law. Yeah, okay. pet Burmese. I want to say it's a Burmese python or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever that is. <laughs> he was a green Burmese python. He was roughly about eight and eight and a half feet Man. long. Um, it was my homie, you know. He was he was our he was our extra roommate. You know, me me and Reed was roommates for four years, mm-hmm. and and I Law was with us for two years. You know, and um, you know Reed red shirted. I you know I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so my you know I left a year before Reed. So I come to Indianapolis, take a lot of my things. And and didn't really prepare myself to be able to take law with me on 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 the first go around. Sure, you know. So I said, hey, you know, hey man, hey bro, <laughs> brother of mine, <laughs> compadre, amigo, you know, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to watch law for me while I'm gone. I don't like snakes. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a bag of potato chips, python. I don't care. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Why is a snake in the house? Why you got to get a snake? But you want me to watch it while you're gone. Now, this is all the things, Reggie, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no problem. Okay. All right. You know. <laughs> now, I, I, I do say this <laughs> in his behalf. Uh-huh. Sometimes he, was, he wasn't afraid of them, mm-hmm. and sometimes he was. Mm-hmm. But on the, I, do, I do admit that. But, you know. If you're afraid, then you tell me. Yeah, right. Just go ahead tell and say. Me. You know, say, hey, I can't do this. Right. Hey, we need to find another result, you know, and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I like, watch him for me. Watch the law. He'll watch <laughs> over you. You watch over him, you know. <laughs> ah, no problem. I take care of him. Sure. You know, it's almost like he was trying to push me out the door, you know. <laughs> I, got, I got him, you know. So, okay, I'm cool. I'm watching this. Thing. What happened was the pet store closed down. Mm-hmm. So now I gotta find another pet store. It took it takes me a good month and a half, Rich. I mean, I'm a college student, senior year. <laughs> senior year, I graduated. You know, I only got one class. I'm all football. I'm trying to win the national championship. Uh-huh. I'm never really I'm never really at the apartment. So you know, I'm a rookie in the league. You know. I'm doing my thing. Coach Jim Moore was the coach at the time. We was yeah. having a tough year, you know, just the playoffs. It's the playoffs, year. right? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, so um, you know, I would call. You know, I would call. You know, what's going on, man? And he's at the University of Miami, and they're having a great year. They're on their way to the national championship. You know, against Nebraska, and I'm like, man, y'all balling. Y'all doing your thing. You know, yeah, you know, we hanging in there. We just tough one. You know, we can do it. You know, oh, but how's law? Oh, he's he's great. You know, he's great, you know. Snake. The snake. I come in there with, like, a little, um, like, I had, like, some little, you know, baby mice or whatnot, right, for him to eat. I put him in there, put him in the tank, and they just crawling around. 
I mean, he's basically just in there shaking his hand. I'm like, you got to eat something. <laughs> he's not eating, not drinking any water. Oh, no. Yeah, a couple of days go by. So I go home. I go home on my bye week. Go home and Laws, you know, is is, is is there with Reed. I look at him and Laws, he looks, he doesn't look the same. <laughs> he doesn't look the same, you know. So I'm like, yo, what's, you, you feeding him? Like, he looks, he looks, you know, malnutrition. He looks like he's losing weight. A bit peaked. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, so he's like, no, nah, he's all right. He's good. I'm like, ah, I don't think these, you know, all these gnats and stuff are supposed to be around him. I don't know. Something's, <laughs> oh, no. something's not right, right, you know. So, you know, I get him. I kind of, you know, take care of him, nurse him to health, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, put a little lather on his skin, you know, kind of grease him down a little bit and make him look, you know, more healthy. I'm saying, hey, yo, I, my flight's getting ready to leave in a few hours. Take care of him, man. Come on. Don't, don't, don't do that to him, you know. You hurt me. You hurt him. You hurt me. Don't do that. You know. So I, I got him, man. You know. You know. And he admitted. He's like, man. Sometimes he don't want to come out. You know. I want to. Mm. Want to let him. You know. Live a little bit. He don't want to come out. I said, well, you know, just leave the top off. You know. Here's your stick. You know. Lift him up. He'll come out. He went ready for him to go. You I mean, pick him up. With you the stick walked and put him, him through in. the process. Walked him through you it. Walked him through the process. So- All the way. I had to move to another apartment. I brought the snake with me. He not moving much. <laughs> Really not at all. I think the snake is dead. Uh, I open up the tank, let him out. Snake not moving. Wow. So I, I text Red. Text Red like Red got some news for you, man. And all of a sudden, at this time, you know, two ways was in. You know, I get a, I get a, a, a text on my two way from Reed. Oh, it's my buddy. You know, it's my bro, my amigo, Padre, homie. Open up, open it up, and look at it. It says, "Law dead." <laughs> Law dead. Law, Law dead. dead. Law dead. <laughs> A two-word text. You, could, you couldn't pick up the phone and tell a man that his snake is dead under your watch. You couldn't even pick up the phone. I think, you know what? I told him right then and there when I saw it. So I think he probably was in meetings. He probably was at work. You know, NFL life. I didn't know anything about it back there, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm tearing up right now. I'm tearing up right now. Yeah, I, you know, and, and that's and that's what it was. It was all in caps, exclamation point. You know, and like he yelled it at me, you know, exclamation point. I mean, he meant it, you know. So I called him up, and he's, he broke it down to me. He said, you know, law didn't make it. He didn't make <laughs> he didn't, it. He didn't make it. He, he, he didn't make it. He, he pushed through. He, he tried. He, he went out, you know, like a warrior. He called me like, what happened, man? What happened? So I had to tell the whole story. Like, you know, he got over it pretty quick. I asked that he won another snake. You know, by that time, Reg had a son, you know, and now he has another little son, so he's not, yeah. he's not into That's that not anymore. Really, but, no. Yeah, he's he, not into it anymore. He showed some remorse. You know, mm-hmm. he promised me, he said, man, you know what, I, I promise you, man, I, I'm, I'm going to get you another one. I'm going to get you another <laughs> snake. You know, it, I know it won't be like the law, but mm-hmm. we're going to, I'm still waiting on that snake today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still waiting. And you're All still right. friends with him to this day. It's still friends. That is oh, it. boy. Wow. Good job. That's amazing. Chris Law. <laughs> well, well done. Law well alive done. on the show. Law alive. Well done, Law. I mean, all caps with an exclamation Law point. 
Well, I wanted to go back and find that because I remembered it being so good. So I listened to, to Ed's uh, first, and I'm like, oh, I'll listen to Reggie's. And I'm like, man, there's a mashup here somewhere. There's a mashup. So I just started it's cutting so it this morning. Good. Oh, it's 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 hilarious. I mean, you could put that on YouTube, and it would go crazy. to the point where it's difficult for me to get them on the show because they're like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I think they both said, right? Yep. yep. They both gave the caveat when I'm like, I'm going to tell the story that they're not. Not Reggie, w- Reggie Wayne said, I'm not telling this story again. Yep. That's what he said. Right? They said there was the last Both time. of them. Right. Both of them said this is the last time I'm telling this story. So, it's a great story. Now we have it saved forever. Oh, we'll get that one on the homepage of NFL.com. That's I'm so sure. funny. That's, Got that's, to. Yeah, put the mashup on yeah, there, will, will you? So so when, we, when we play basketball and, and Law makes a shot, I yell out Law Dead. Nice. <laughs> we, we play pickup hoops on Saturday. <laughs> what a game that's going to be this weekend, too, man. What's a game that's going to be? Because the, the winner of that might have to go to Denver. Luck in Denver. Wow. Imagine that. And then, and then uh, if it's the Ravens going to Denver, a rematch of the boat race from earlier. Well, if the Bengals win and the Ravens win. Well, the, the Raven... Bengals, and a lot of people think the Bengals are going to win that game, which would be huge. I mean, Ravens Matt would go Schaub, to New England. If Matt Schaub cannot beat the team that T.J. Yates beat, <laughs> After the regular season, the Texans just had talk about pressure on the Texans. Wow. T.J. Yates beat them. Now, I know Dalton and Green and the rest of that team is one year older and one year wiser, so it's not really the same team. But, Andy wow. Dalton was a pro bowler last year. Mm. And our friend uh, Sam Farmer of the L.A. Times put a, a nice an interesting tweet, fact out, um, that I retweeted, that you take um, – you take Rodgers and Flacco out of the wild card mix. The rest of the quarterbacks, six of them, have one career playoff start combined. I saw that, yeah. It's Ponder's first career start, RG3's first playoff career start, Wilson's first Wilson. career playoff start, Matt Schaub's first career playoff start. Never started in a playoff game. Never. Didn't do it for the Falcons, and then obviously last year was the Texans' first playoff season, and he was hurt. TJ Yates got the at the controls that one playoff start previous to this playoff season is belongs to Andy Dalton in the wild card round mm-hmm. which they lost the JJ Watt uh come out game basically pick remember six, JJ yeah. Watt with that pick six everyone's like what a great play by the rookie and then he followed it up and with what everyone believes is going to be the defensive player of the year and type Foster campaign. had a huge game last year in the playoffs we'll see what that happens and then Peterson and and um Aaron Rodgers going at it if Peterson wins that game then he goes to visit Atlanta. I'm telling you, we've spoken about it before. Atlanta's got either RG3, Russell Wilson, or Adrian Peterson coming into their house on um, on uh, on the Sunday of the wild card playoff weekend. Divisional. That, the divisional playoff weekend that begins, I believe, with Denver first, then San Francisco next. And then on Sunday, it'll be uh, Atlanta and then New England as the home games and that's you know but if 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 green bay wins green bay goes to play in san francisco rematch of week one this year when alex smith went into lambo and took care of business and if adrian peterson wins that means that by kickoff of sunday wild card weekend wrap up we will know if seattle has a chance to go make it a trifecta of Seattle, San Francisco games this year. How wild will that rematch wow. be? The third time. 
the rubber match between those teams. Or we'll see if RG3 has to travel across the country and take down Colin Kaepernick. All these young quarterbacks, man. All of them. That's why you got to like. And, and the crazy thing is, if you remember when we started talking, in the first, remember the first third of the season when Brady was faltering and Manning was faltering and the Texans were essentially beating up everybody yep. and the Ravens were, were faring well. Everybody was taking a look at the NFC and saying, oh, the AFC is finished this year. It's all, and if you remember, everybody in the NFC right. was basically at 500 or above. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and that the only ones that were the last remaining winless team was New Orleans. And everybody else, that's when the Eagles were 3-1. and one. Right. Everybody saw what Dallas was doing in the beginning of the season against the Giants, and, and the Falcons were doing great. Arizona was 4-0. and oh. And we were all sitting here in the middle of October saying, whoever's coming out of the AFC's got no shot against the NFC this year. Now the playoffs have hit. <laughs> and everybody assumes that the de facto Super Bowl might just be the AFC championship game if Brady and Manning face one another. It's crazy how things change. Again, Atlanta has it right there in their hands. They have it. They got home field advantage throughout. It is a wide-open NFC playoff field. I think any of the six teams can go on a run and win it. Whereas in the AFC, we'll ask Josh Charles about this in a moment. I mean, anybody who's got to go to New England or, or, or Denver coming out of the wild card weekend, you have to figure that's the end of your season, right? <laughs> the way that those guys are playing and how they have performed in the What's previous year. What's Denver won, 11 straight? 11, yeah, I think. Isn't it crazy how things have changed? It's, um, that, that comeback against the Chargers is... If that the doesn't turning point, happen, the Broncos point. were 2-3, and three, Yes, right? they were. They were. Dead ah. to rights. Finished. And, and I believe... Uh, I believe... Uh, the uh, Chargers were 3-2. and two. Was week, was and they were going to be four and two, knocking down it was tw- Peyton Manning, who lost four of six to come out of the gate. It was twenty-four nothing, yeah. and then adios, muchacho. And and the the and 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 the Chargers are looking for a new general manager and coach. And Peyton Manning is in the running for the MVP. He's and the one seat. Everybody's got to come through him. It's incredible and how Mike things McCoy's change. Mike McCoy is a hot coaching name. That he is right now. So is Bill O'Brien, my man. Scary stuff, man. I think you might you might be losing him. $18.4 million buyout is the rumor. Well, somebody can afford that. Billionaires run the and, NFL. And by the way, you, you said Chip Kelly was in the Rose Bowl. He was, you know, he's in the Fiesta. I said Rose Bowl? Yeah. It's when okay. did I say that? We got, we got in the previous podcast. Listen to mash that one up. <laughs> Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta yeah. Bowl. And so everyone's going to be waiting for him. And then I'm wondering. The Pac-10 connection. I'm Pac-12. one Pac-12, right. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there's going to be a team that would even wait till after the national championship game to talk to either one of those coaches. Brian Kelly's picking up steam too right now. And there's always Nick Saban. You think he still has? Always Nick Saban. Who knows, after man? After the failed Miami He experiment? is the king of Alabama. We talked about it on the previous podcast. Why would he leave? That would be a fourth title he should can Alabama stay there. win He Monday. can stay there forever and be the modern-day Bear Bryant. They erected a, a statue of him four years All of in. these kids coming in, he could tell them what to do instead of these professional players you have to, quote-unquote, relate with. Yep. Why would he do that? Maybe for an absurd amount of money. Maybe. Cost of living in Alabama. I'm wondering if there's going to be a team that's going to wait. You know, some teams have already, you know, Andy Reid is supposed to, you know, uh, from all the we're talking about right now, he'll be signed somewhere apparently by wild card weekend. Yep. 
Can- and, Kansas City, the front runner, maybe. You know, he's been a done deal with what three franchises in the past. Who knows? Two days. <laughs> so it is crazy how you know everyone wanted him out of Philly, and then how hot of a commodity he is. Well, I mean, I mean you just knew. I mean, the guy's been to five championship games. No, I, he's been I, to one Super Bowl. You know I mean, I'm a he's the winningest coach of a franchise. But what he's done in the last two years is just so horrible. I mean, you could yeah. say he's lost his touch or or things just went downhill or it just happens when you throw your lot in with a quarterback who cannot stay healthy and then have a, a poor backup situation. You think Mike Holmgren comes back? Who knows? That's the talk with the Jets. Yeah. That maybe that's with the whole thing with Rex Ryan. Who has disappeared. Being, he's, he's, did you see the headline of the, of the New York Post no. on Wednesday for our international listeners? who may not be up to the the New York Jets, fire their general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, on Monday. Rex Ryan has a 4.45 p.m. press conference set up for Monday, as most coaches have a press conference the day after the season. They don't make it. They're required by the NFL within the week of their season ender. They have to meet with the media. Have to. That's the rule. And the New York media was already grousing at the late hour of the press conference on Monday at 445 because Monday was New Year's Eve. So everybody wants to, you know, after a long season, you know, they want to watch the ball drop. They need to get somewhere. They reacquaint themselves with the family after a long season. 445, you got to be in New Jersey. Certainly if you live on Long Island, you live, you know, and it's just not, it's not, it's not fan friendly. Then mid-Monday comes the news that they're just not having the meeting, the press conference. Well, what does that mean? Especially since they've announced the GM's out, coach is staying. Why aren't you talking? Certainly if you haven't met a microphone you didn't like over the past few years. What's up with that? Then comes Tuesday. Still nothing. Then comes Wednesday. Still nothing. But news that he's no longer in the country. That he's taken a mini vacation at the Bahamas. Now, again, I don't know if this is true or not. Who knows if it's a cover, if there's something going on in his personal life that he needs to... Who knows? But people apparently, Deadspin or whatever, spotted him in Jets gear actually coming off a plane in the Bahamas. And the New York Post, as you might imagine, is just going to town on him. The headline was Rex on the Beach. Rex on the beach. Rex on the beach, which is a and they put a, you know they 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 photoshopped his head on somebody in a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> with a beach behind him, and uh, the the story inside the headline is Tropic Blunder. <laughs> they are going to town, and the Jets announce in the middle of all this hullabaloo that they are going to have a press conference. The owner Woody Johnson, who still has not met with the media after firing his general manager. And they're announcing that they're going to start interviewing candidates starting Friday for general manager. Woody Johnson is speaking with Rex next Tuesday, nine days after the end of the season, eight after firing the general manager, and two, or it could even be four if it's just the work week after the end of the season, depending on your – it's definitely after the amount of time that the NFL allots a team for meeting with the media, meaning the Jets could get fined for this and what the Jets I just seem to have a penchant for doing is making things bigger than they really should be Tebow for instance now I mean everybody in the free world is going to be at this press conference wondering where have you been 
if Rex shows up with a tan. I'm serious. All this of this is, like is the, going on, and everybody, everybody believes that this delay with Rex being on the beach or wherever he is might be with a general manager comes in. Could be Heckert, formerly of the Browns, although he's apparently connected with Reed. Who knows? He comes in and says, here's what you need to do, Woody. I know my guy. My guy's name is Mike Holmgren. You may have heard of him. He's got a ring. He's got a, a, a personality that could fit. That's what you need. You need to calm this thing down. You need an adult in the room. You need to get out of the headlines. Start winning games. By drafting, stay in put. The one guy that Mike Holmgren got in terms of free agents that really was any significance, his name is Reggie White. Right? I mean, how many Seattle free agents did he get? He did make the big trade for, for, for Matthew. Hasselbeck, yep. Right? Sean Alexander turned him into an MVP candidate. This is what you need. Then Rex might have to stay in the Bahamas. <laughs> That's what everybody in New York is talking about. Like, what is the delay about? Same thing with Kansas City. What is the delay with Scott Pioli? What do you need to evaluate him for in a couple or three weeks? What is that? Of what I mean, the two and fourteen season wasn't enough of a of a period of a few downtime moments to evaluate what is going on. Didn't they have more Pro Bowlers than wins? They did, which is another reason why it might you know Clark Hunt might be sitting there, or he's going to look at the coach. Does the coach need his own general manager? Or uh, people are wondering in Kansas City, they are freaking that that nothing's been moved on that front, unless you know there's another rumor too. Again, everybody always knows, well, this guy used to hang with this guy back in the day, or this guy used to coach with this guy, or this guy used to figuring, well, that that's going to be the the turnkey to get so-and-so to come to an organization, right? You know, they could have hated each other's guts when they were in the same building. You don't know. But but Pioli, who who can Pioli maybe lift a phone and get to come to Kansas City to coach? Well, we saw that 95 Cleveland documentary. Pioli was there with who else? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Who could lift a phone and say, you know what I'm about. We're from the same DNA. My guy, Clark Hunt, his, you know, you may have heard of the Hunt brothers, cornered the silver market back in the day. We've got some cash here. How about you take this boatload of cash? That's what Chiefs fans are dreaming about right now because they're looking for any sort of lifeline. I don't know if Andy Reid is going to be that, but... That's what, you know, delays are doing. That's what this rumor insanity is time of the year. Do you remember, I mean, just before the week, Manish Mehta's report came out that Rex wanted out. Do you think well, Rex, now, obviously he, right. he, but he has to refute that. Uh, no, no, Manish didn't say that Rex wanted out. He said that Rex said that the offense needs upgrading to the point where I might be bettered off being on TV next year. Okay, so, and so I, mean, I don't. That has anything to do with him going away? Who and knows? Heads like who knows? Because they haven't met with the media. Yeah, and to not meet with the New York media, somebody in that building has to know what that would create and uh, engender the discussion. Francesa, the Puba of WFAN, <laughs> Mike Francesa. We heard, uh, you know, for our international listeners as well, gave a, a little dose of WFAN New York angst. A couple weeks ago with Joe Beningo. Joe Beningo used to be, I think, Joe from like Saddle River calling into Francesca's show. He used to be a caller to WFAN, just regular Joe, literally. (laughs) 
And Francesa, though, the, the, the Pope of New York, he put Rex Ryan on such full blast on Wednesday. Called the Jets a quote-unquote sewer. He's mm. also a Mike Tannenbaum guy, so or has been believed to be. That's what that's what's all going on right now, man. And oh, by the way, here comes a wild card weekend. Everything's stable in New England, Rich. So a uh, great mashup, uh, Law. Very thank good. You, um, let's get to our guest. But as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to focus on uh, one particular game and then on one particular team because uh, we've got a longtime friend of this podcast, a good friend of mine. Uh, you love him, and who doesn't, on The Good Wife on CBS on Sunday nights, a diehard Baltimorean, a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan. So much to talk about with Josh Charles back on the show. How are you, Josh? I'm really good, Rich. How are you doing? Happy New Year to you. Same to you, sir. How does the Ray Lewis retirement news hit you? Uh, you know, I can't say I was surprised. Maybe by the timing of it I was, but um, it feels right in an odd way. So uh, it, it definitely hit me. It brings back a lot of memories. Um, I'm heading down tomorrow to Baltimore to go to the game, which I think, barring a, a huge Bengals run in the playoffs, will be his last home game, at least. So right. And I was there, you know, 17 years ago in September when the Ravens became the Ravens in the first game against the Raiders. It may have been. I want to say it was the 19th, but it could be off. But uh, and uh, I watched him play his first game, and I remember saying to my dad, "I watched the guy. I was like, that kid is good. I think he might even had a pick in the game, like in the end zone or something, or he had he had a block, he had he had a major play towards the end of the game, and uh, and just to think that's 17 years ago, and I'll be going with my dad to this game Sunday to sort of pay our tributes to him, which you know you have to say he's, he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest linebacker of all time. There's no doubt about that. What did he mean? to uh, a city that had its heart ripped out pumping with the Colts going to Indianapolis and and mm-hmm. taking taking the Cleveland Browns out of Cleveland as a way to somehow restore the NFL mm-hmm. in Baltimore and how and how Ray helped in the process of making that a believable uh, answer to having the Colts taken out of the town. Right. Well, I mean, I you know, it's, I don't look at it that way, but it's 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 an interesting. I mean, it's an interesting point of view. I mean, for me, what he what he really did was he, you know, him and the rest of the defense and what Marvin Lewis did and Ray certainly was the anchor and the leader of that team. Was you know, the Ravens weren't very good the first couple of years, and I think as they as they built as they as they built the um, the, the, the the sort of power of that defense going into the late nineties and the Super Bowl run, I think it just it gave the team. Which came and, as I said, wasn't very good for the first few years. Offensively, we were good, but defensively, we were not. Really gave them an identity, helped the city latch onto it. You know, a blue-collar city uh, and and that sort of pounding, punishing defense really gave the team, the city, everybody an identity to be able to sort of hang their hat on. And I think I think it helped enormously. Uh, you know, he. He's, he's the face of the franchise. He is the Ravens. Um, the durability to think about, you know, think about how long ago Jonathan Ogden retired. Well, yeah. Peter Bowler, Jamie Sharper. I mean, all these guys that played with Ray and 17 years later and the guy's still playing and he was having, you know, people can say all they want, you know, he's dropped a step here and there. I mean, who hasn't in 17 years? But the guy was still playing. I think in the game I read somewhere, the game that he got injured, I think he was in on 14 tackles, you know, in the Dallas game when he when he tore his triceps. Right. So, I mean, 
it, it, you know, he he was a factor. Last season, he was a factor. I mean, you know, we were we were that close to going to the Super Bowl. I really have a lot of lot of feelings about it because it's going to be it's going to be really. I think they'll all sort of come to head when we're just there watching kind of that tunnel the last time with this dance that has sort of you know grown into this <laughs> epic thing as you witness firsthand and the times you've done games down there. And to know that everyone in that stadium, all 70,000 plus people, will, will know that this might be the last time they'll actually see that. Um, I hope, I hope this gives the team some fuel. You know, obviously we were positioned really well early in the year, Rich, to, to, to maybe be having a week off this week and have him hosting a game next week. Right. Um, and that didn't happen for us, you know, but I think the team rallied against the Giants. We won the division. We've made the road a lot harder for ourselves and, Maybe this this piece of news and the teams that look his teammates who look up to him so much um, will, will will rally us for a nice little run here. I don't know. I hope so because it would be it'd be a really special way to go out. I mean, the guy deserves a shot at another ring. He certainly got it. But let, let's see if we can make a run out of yeah, it. Yeah, this game is filled with intangibles already with what's going on with the Colts and Chuck Pagano's return, his former defensive coordinator, right? I mean, and and in comes Bruce Arians, the offensive coordinator who who the Ravens have been butting heads with in the Steelers-Ravens series for so many years. And, and Andrew Luck um, coming in at, for the Indianapolis Colts in mm-hmm. Baltimore, which, as you know, is already like raving, waving a red flag in front of a bull in Baltimore. <laughs> and now here comes Ray Lewis's final game. And lurking beneath the surface could be Ed Reed's last game a lot of people are talking that's, about right now. That's what I've been reading. You could be quietly, you know, being missed in all of this. Is, 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 is It could also be Ed's last game. Which be, you know, it, it really will be the end of an era. You know, how a lot of people tweet me and say, you know, I don't like the Ravens, but, you know, on Sunday I'll be rooting for them because it's the end of an era. It's the end of a... Of a you know, players like Ray Lewis, and, and you can also put Ed Reed in that category, even though, you know, Ray has a ring and has more longevity. But you'd say they just don't come around that often, you know? I mean, if they did, there'd be tons of, there'd be so many, we'd have so many moments like this, but they just don't come around that often. They're, this guy's a special player. And I think what's what's really important, what you see, you know, the last few years, um, certainly, you just see him just grown into such a cool guy, you know, really, um, you know, someone who really has taken pride in, in helping others. And I think that's, that's, uh, that's, you just don't see it that often. Right. That'd be great. I mean, I also, I think what's really interesting about it also is, I think that, I mean, maybe I'm in the minority here, but the, the fact that, that this is happening, it's, it's kind of good because it, it gives, people other stuff to write about as far as you know the the, the sort of Colts Ravens you know Andy and Baltimore you know the Colts leaving and going to India and all that stuff that that's I mean look that's still there but probably more for for the older generation you know and I think that this story first of all not only that I mean with Chuck Pagano what he's been battling this year which I know even Ray would say you know uh, is, is much more important, you know, than sure. fighting for his life. And so he, the fact that his ties to the Ravens, as you mentioned, Bruce Arians and all the years with Pittsburgh, and now Ray, all these stories come together, I think this is, to, is a much more compelling emotional story than sort of rehashing the old sort of like, let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, the Colts coming back and, and all this stuff. It actually, it actually feels in a way like it's getting exercised with this, which is cool. Well, you are correct, by the way. It was September 1st. 
Nin- no, it was first. I said 19. Nin- September 1st, 1996, the Baltimore right. Ravens against the Oakland Raiders. Ray Lewis did, in fact, have an interception in yes. that game. Do you remember the Raiders quarterback he picked off in that game? Oh, Rich! You know how bad I am at trivia. No, I uh, no, but you, you were there. I mean, it's it's it's. it's I, would, I can tell be, you. I'd be so impressed. I'd be so impressed. In the end zone, I'm almost positive it was in the end zone. Okay. Um, but it, was it the who was the quarterback of the Raiders? I might even guy? give you 15 guesses. You may not even get it. Oh, wow. I will come back to it. Hold on, man. I'll give you any kind of I'm going to open it up to. I'm going to open it up to my 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 guys here. Chris Brockman, do you have a guess? You have I was going to say Jay Schrader. Incorrect. This is completely wild card. Yes. Uh, Heath Schuler. Incorrect. No. Incorrect. Here's the hint. Oh. Three names. Oh, Billy Joe. Oh, Billy, Billy Joe, Joe Tolliver. Billy Joe Tolliver. Oh. Billy Joe Abear. No, no, it's so no. close. You're no. so close, Bobby. No. It is Billy Joe Tolliver. Hobart. 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 Abear. Whatever. <laughs> Some Wait, hillbilly quarterback. <laughs> Wait, isn't he like a really great golfer? Uh, Billy Joe Holbert is he? Is he now on that profession? No, no. It is. It's. Uh, it's. I think Tolliver. Tolliver is, is, is the a good, really is the good golfer. Yeah. yeah, he's the one who Tell crushes Billy it. Joe. All the Billy Bob, Billy Joel guys. <laughs> Spoken like a true East Coaster right there, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he picked off Billy Joe Holbert. Everybody. Wow. He's the one who was the Raiders' starting quarterback in '96. Vinny Testaverde. Uh, got yes. it done for the Baltimore Ravens on that day. Uh, Michael as, Jackson. Yeah, that's correct. It, it, uh, he found uh, he the first Ravens score in the history of the Ravens. Vinny Testaverde ran it in nine yards. <laughs> wow. That's your trivia question, is who scored the first touchdown for the Ravens? And it was Vinny Testaverde running Vinny it Testaverde in. Running it in. Yeah. And and then, we and then, won the game. Wasn't it 19-14? Wasn't that the score? That team? was the final score. Bless you, sir. Uh, Testaverde ran it in nine yards. Mm-hmm. And then Tim Brown caught two second-quarter passes, touchdowns, from Billy Joe Holbert, made it 14-7 at the half. And then Matt Stover kicked two third-quarter field goals to put you up uh, – to put – pardon me, put uh, put um, put you down 14-13. And mm-hmm. then Ernest Biner. There you go. One-yard dive. All right. 19-14, went for two, pass failed. That's your final score. Ernest Biner, who I – who I believe is definitely in the Ring of Honor, the Ravens Ring of Honor. Ernest Biner, could you believe it? I mean, he's one of the holdovers, right? From the, yeah, he from, was. From the Browns. I lived with a lot of guys that were holdovers that year because it was the first year, but that was at the old Memorial Stadium. But I remember Ray making that pick, and I'm, I'm almost positive. I mean, someone could tell me I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I came, remember it was towards the end of the game, and it was it was it was either in the end zone or close to the end. Law, would you try and get these uh, the particulars as we continue on I'm this conversation? Up. Thank you, sir. Um, <laughs> what at the top notch crew you got over there? <laughs> they can they can they're gonna rally right now. This machine is well oiled, sir. This machine is well oiled. What am I looking up I again? It. I blocked out. Isn't that very well done? Nice, <laughs> nice. So, what do you make of uh, the uh, the Cam Cameron move out, Caldwell move in? What did you make of that, Josh Charles? What did you make of that? I think I think it was. You know what? I just I, everyone had the feelings. A lot of he's a he's a polarizing figure, Cam Cameron, and I I think from an organizational point of view, just my my gut instinct is I don't think he was going to be around next year. I think I don't think it was about one particular game, and I think it was about you know putting Joe out there in the spotlight for the remaining you know few games of the season when when he's coming up against a you know a, a, a big decision as to whether to franchise him or to give him give him a big long-term contract i think there was a lot of dis- 
discussion about, you know, is Cam holding him back? Is he the reason that he's not sort of progressing the way he wants? Um, and and I think that uh, I think this was a way to sort of take that part out of the equation and really look at it clearly and see Joe out there with, with somebody who, you know, been his quarterback's coach, had sort of, you know, worked with Peyton Manning for so long, and, and, and see how that works out. I, I mean, that's my, that's the only thing I can guess. I don't really know, you know, but I, I, I think, um, I'm sure it was a tough decision for, 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 for the whole crew, I'm sure. I'm well, sure it wasn't it, something. It just seemed an odd timing of it, you know what I mean? Like, so late yeah. in the season, and then it to date's... And then to get somebody in Caldwell who clearly has the chops offensively, we understand a guy who is a quarterback coach for Peyton Manning and then a head coach in Indianapolis uh, definitely knows what he's doing when it's in terms of X's and O's. But uh, in ter- but when you're in the, in the middle of a game needing to adjust yeah. on the fly, I mean, that you definitely need some form or fashion of, of an experience to do and to go ahead and – and throw that in there on a guy that seemed to be a little odd. Um, it, you know, it definitely it definitely did seem a little odd, and I think it it seems more odd because it's not it's not a move that the Ravens make. You know, the Ravens Ravens don't do the Ravens let you know other teams do these sort of brash moves. So I think that's why it tells you there's something going on behind. Because I think you know, look, I'm biased, but I, I do think the Ravens have you know one of the best organizations and front offices in the, in the NFL and the way that they run it. And, everything that Ozzy does and Eric DaCosta and all the scouting department. And, uh, I just think that, I think there was, there was obviously, you know, uh, I, 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 I again, I'm saying this as a fan. I, I know nothing other than just sort of throwing it out there that it feels to me like, let's see what Joe can do without Cam. <laughs> you know, I mean, otherwise, yeah, it's, it is an odd move, you know? Um, but maybe it's not, if you know, the guy's coming back, maybe you say, look, we're going to, we're going to let Caldwell take over see if he can do the job, maybe take over next year, or we'll look for somebody new who's a proven offensive coordinator next year. Well, North Turner's um, going to be sitting out there, and if I'm the Ravens, if I'm Bashotti, you know, and I understand Caldwell, but here's the thing, Caldwell has um, has a, a game on on uh, on this, this wild card playoff weekend. This Sunday is a big, big, big day for him. As yeah, is this entire playoff. I mean, if he, if, if everything moves forward and churns forward, uh, in an acceptable manner with some wins, maybe plural, uh, he stays. But if North Turner, if I look at North Turner and what he did everywhere he's been, right? Everywhere that this guy has been, um, he's always taken the offense up a notch. Just, I would, I'd be drooling if I'm a Ravens fan to see what he could do with Ray Rice. It would be pretty cool. I mean, but you know, like you said, I, I think let's see, let's see, let's see how these playoffs progress. Uh, obviously, Obviously, our my guys did not put themselves in the immediate situation that we did last year by giving ourselves one of the top two seeds, and we were in position to do that. So I think all Ravens fans feel frustrated by that. But which team's going to show up? You know, the team that came out and played against the Giants when it was all on the line um, and just dominated on all three phases of the game. The team that has had so many injuries, and you know, you don't want to cry about that because every team's got them. But we've really been decimated with injuries this year. And we were able to rest some guys in that last game of the season, and other people are coming back. And we're going to have a pretty, pretty full squad. I believe if Ray plays, it'll be the first time Ray and Suggs have yep. on the field this entire season. Correct. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I feel 
you know, cautiously optimistic about the game because I think the Colts are an emotional team. They're riding on a lot right now. They've been they've been playing they've been, you know, playing some clutch games and close games. Yes, they they beat a lot of bad teams, you know, by not a lot of points. But Andrew Luck is a, the kid's special, you know, and you can tell he's he, he he's he's taken them in these last moments and shown some real leadership. So I think, you know, We'll have our work cut out for us, but I think it's going to be it's going to be a real special day in Baltimore, um, and, and I'm really hoping for a win because we, we as I think Dion said, and at least I read, you know, he probably told you this in person, but that when he came to play for the Ravens, what did he say? He said I was a 37 year old, you know, savvy veteran, yep, and been on Super Bowl teams, and I didn't want to let Ray down. That's right, he did say you know, that, yeah. and you re- I read that, and there was something about that to me. I was like, that is why. The guy is so special. Hey, you know, Josh, he, he, in 2006, he was injured, couldn't play in the Pro Bowl. So he um, he came and worked with us. Uh, he came and he did the Super Bowl, the Steelers-Seahawks Super Bowl. Spent the whole week with us and then hopped a plane with us and went to the Pro Bowl and did the Pro Bowl with us. And wow. And I didn't want to let him down on the air, you know, like yeah. I was looking at him, setting him up, and I've done this, I could, you know, do this in my sleep. I didn't want to let him down, and the greatest, Rod Woodson, who he played with, and won, yes. they won their ring together in Baltimore. Rod Woodson, future Hall of Famer, been there, done that, showed up to a production meeting in Hawaii, where everybody is half asleep. Showed up to a Pro Bowl production meeting three minutes Late. Walked in the door, and Ray Lewis says to Rod Woodson, what's the matter with you, man? Do you not have a watch or an alarm clock in your hotel room? He said that. And I looked at him, and I'm like, you know, I've sort of just met him over the last week and a half, and I'm like, is he joking or is he not? I couldn't tell, and I didn't want to ask him. Yeah, no. He brings that out in people. It's it's pretty – it's a pretty – it's an amazing, amazing quality. It's part of why he's such a great leader. And look, it's also, you, you got to say, I mean, look at all the people that have played with him. And there's been some great players that have played alongside him. But quite a many of them have gone on and get some big deals in other places and not quite achieved what they achieved playing next to Ray. And that's a fact. you know. And that's part of the system, obviously, you know, that was in place, but also a part of him. He makes people better around him. Uh, he inspires people, and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that you know that all of us as fans will know will feel the same and not want to let him down and 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 just be the 12th man and help them, will them to a win um, on Sunday and and take this take this ride a little further because uh, he he deserves a good ride out. Here's another good Ray story from that Pro Bowl. You'll love this too. <laughs> Ray Lewis, you'll see in all these articles, they call him a 13-time Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. And Matt Pomeroy, who is our uh, one of our researchers here at NFL Network, and he was our researcher on the job in Hawaii. At the time, Ray was in, who knows, uh, he was in nine Pro Bowls at that point, and he kept on telling him, he's, we're going to have to call you an eight-time Pro Bowler. You're really one shy of what you think you are shy. And, and Ray goes, what are you talking about? And here's the rules. If you remember, you remember when he was an alternate. And this, I mm-hmm. think, was in 06. He was an alternate. And um, he decided, I'm not, I'm hurt. I'm not going to go as the alternate if it's called. The second alternate was Bart Scott, his teammate in Baltimore, who'd never been. 
and he let Bart go. Essentially, yeah. he could have gone to Hawaii for the free trip, chilled out, twenty-five grand, right, and gotten you know made some money, whatever, win or lose. Would you have gone, Rich? If you were in his shoes, you would have probably gone. Uh, I'm I'm there mentally right now, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long season, okay, and it's a great setup there. They got at the Iolani Hotel out there, it and quite nice. it it's fun. very nice. It basically it's like a club med for NFL players mm-hmm. because it's just it, the hotel is essentially all NFL players and their families. I'll never forget the first time I was there because we stayed there. The, the NFL Network put us there. We had our shows from there, too, from the hotel. They set up the set right near the Pro Bowl pool. And um, I remember walking down there, and there's Donovan McNabb pushing a baby carriage. There's Manning at the hotel bar holding court That's with awesome. Jason Witten. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like sandals for the NFL. This is incredible. It's crazy. So, yes, I would have gone. Ray decides yeah. not to go. And right. the, the rule is, is if you are an alternate and you do not go, you do not get credit for the Pro Bowl. And that's what the NFL sets up because they want to make sure as many name players go. Mm-hmm. But because he was an alternate and did the the magnanimous uh, gesture of letting Bart Scott go, a lot of people decided to give him credit in the media. But technically, he is not a 13-time Pro Bowler. He's a 12-time Pro Bowler. And Matt Pomeroy, who basically I think gives up probably six inches and a hundred some odd pounds on Ray Lewis went up to him and told him, we cannot give you the credit of the pro bowls number that you deserve. And we all, we all dove under, we dove under desks. We dove under and Ray put his arm around him and goes, that's okay, my man. I'll still give it the number I want. And I'm like, okay, it's your world. We're paying rent. I'm just telling you what's what. That's all. You know, I gotta say that takes some real cojones because uh, it does. It, and I don't know. I, I think I saw your tweet or something. You said you can't wait before it goes goes into doing what you do for the the first time. The producer's in his ear telling him to wrap it up. That's you know, <laughs> he'll follow direction. I uh, mean, Ray, thirty follow. seconds, thirty seconds, Ray. Five, four, wrap it up. No, Ray, stop. That's keep, a, you got keep you going. Keep, okay. Fine. Suddenly, we found thirty more seconds for you, Ray. <laughs> it's pretty odd. Exactly. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> It's, so uh, he's he's just such a special special figure, and um, he really is. And uh, and he's so he, he's so embraced the city, and the city's embraced him. I, I can't even imagine what Sunday's going to be like. I mean, to think about it, Rich, think about seventeen years ago. Where were you at ESPN? Seventeen years ago? Uh, yes, September first, ninety six. I was four months. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was seven months into my ESPN tenure with wow. a lot more hair. I might add. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we have that video actually. <laughs> That's where I was. I was seven months into uh, my sports center tenure. Yep. So, I mean, you know, think about all the things you've done since then. It's pretty incredible. And that this guy's still been playing the game of football, which mm-hmm. is the hardest game to play physically of mm-hmm. any sport. It's it's incredible. It's incredible what he's been able to do and uh, and to still be in the kind of shape he's in. So I, I, I can't, I cannot wait to see him come out of that tunnel. And I've I've heard the stadium get loud. I don't think it will ever be louder. And um, sure enough, uh, our, our programming department was sort of doing cartwheels that Ray chose the day uh, to announce his retirement uh, of, of the re-air of the Ray Lewis football life on NFL Network on Wednesday night. Perfect uh, promotional value out of the whole That was crazy newsmaking. timing. As uh, you, Josh, are in your second season of being the stellar voice and narrator for these incredible one-hour documentaries, what's been, other than the Ray, 
your favorite your favorite one that you've done the football life for that wow I, that's a good question I, I i gotta say that there's there's like two that just popped to mind immediately when you asked me that i mean the first one was the the ed sable one because you know now that steve's passed away uh but you know when that one aired that was before steve had passed away and just the love between the two of them and, and the sort of final, I think it was one of the final scenes or the second to last scene in the, in the doc. And, and it was Steve just interviewing Ed and I can't think of anyone who, who loves their father who could watch that and, and not be moved to tears by it. It was, it was beautifully done. And both of those men are such, you know, pioneers, um, into, into, to the game of football and how we watch it and how we embrace it. And all the guys at the NFL Network do such a great job. Um, I always get excited to go and do one. Uh, I would say the other one, you know, on an emotional level, was Steve McNair. You know, it's just such a tragic story and such a sweet man. And uh, and I just thought the way that that ended, you know, with his mom and holding this sort of barbecue uh, for him and with his friends and family and staring up at the, I just never forget the images of her just staring up at the fireworks going off and the music playing and, and you know, you, they, they're just able to do that so well. I, I, I love doing all of them. People, sometimes people will tweet me and say, you know, how can a Ravens fan be doing the, you know, the story about the 95 Bears, I mean, the Browns or, or did, did, the Immaculate did Reception? But do, do doing the Immaculate Reception like make you want to puke in your mouth? And I was like, <laughs> You know what? Honestly, it doesn't. You know, when I do that show, I mean, it sounds like you know, like corny, but I'm not. I'm not a Ravens fan. You know, I mean, except when I did Ray Lewis. <laughs> but you know, the other times, you know, it's just I, I love the game. You know, I'm a diehard Baltimore fan, obviously. But when I do that, you know, it's my job, and and I love the game, and I love the the, the history of the game and the stories of the game, and they're so well you know, put together and written that uh, I love being a part of it. So it's great. I hope we keep doing a bunch of them. Well, I told this to you, and I might as well say it on the air, too, not to sound corny. That's why you're perfect for this gig, man. You're perfect because you, you are a diehard fan of your team. You do bleed, you know, Baltimore and the Orioles as well, especially when your your team and mine were going against each other in the <laughs> baseball playoffs this year. Um, and we started a little bit of a firestorm we did, on Twitter. Just, just a little bit. Got some just, people upset at us. That's okay, bud. That's okay. Um, but you're perfect for this because you are just you love the game. I've seen it. I've hung with you. I've know it. We have conversations on this podcast. I've seen it. You love it, yeah, and I do. And it comes through. It really does come through in in um, on the show. It really 100. Yeah, well, I, I love the game, and just to, to take it back to Ray a little bit again, what he's saying is like part of my re-loving, falling in love with the game of football was you know not having football in my city for so long was the team coming back that you know changed their name to the Ravens and had this sort of you know this connection to Edgar Allan Poe and his connection to Baltimore and this team you know with Vinny as I used to call him testing my patience. Um, <laughs> You know, it's great offense, but it's very inconsistent, and the defense was not great the first couple of years. God bless Coach Marchabrotos, an awesome man, but we just were struggling there for a while. And then the defense kind of took over the defense, and then, of course, on the offense with, with, with Ogden and, and with Jamal Lewis, but that defense became the identity and something that this town was so football thirsty. And I think any real football purist, people who really love the game, well, I will watch a 10-7 game and love it. You know what I mean? I have yeah. no problem watching a defensive battle. I know a lot of people want to see the points go up. I don't. I, I love. It's why I love the Pittsburgh Baltimore games. You know, you just know they're going to be duking it out oh, yeah. for the full sixty minutes, 
and it's strategy and it's defense and it's heart and it's about will and it's about, you know, just exerting that will and, and on the other team and who wants it more that particular night doesn't matter the records. And I love that. And he, he gave that to the city, you know, he gave it. I mean, think about what these guys do, you know, and just give their bodies to, to, to you know, and, and, and to over for so long and just take such abuse. And it's, it's, unbelievable to me that he's been able to sustain the level of play he has for this long. It's truly remarkable. And uh, I'm, I, I tell you, I don't, I, it'll be an emotional moment just watching him play that day. It really will be. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw, speaking of emotion, just to show off your emotion to the fans as well, uh, Tom Brady's comment on uh, Ray Lewis. Um, quote, unquote, I always enjoy beating the Ravens, but there's nobody who's played that position better. Your thoughts, Josh? <laughs> uh, is that what Mr. Ugg had to say? <laughs> Mr. Uh, Uggs, yes. See, I knew. I, I, I gotta get. We got it. You've been. You've been so. You've been just so political on this conversation <laughs> so far. Political I, or I, politically I, correct? Politically, or both? Both. You know. Oh yeah. I, I, just, okay. I gotta, wanna, I gotta get to, a little of the bile out of you. The, you want to? You want to bring a little East Baltimore into it? Yes. I always enjoy beating the Ravens, says Tom Brady. Well, here's the thing about Tom Brady. First of all, I know people that know Tom Brady. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes. Unbelievable. The the, the season they're having this year offensively is Excellent caveat. Excellent caveat. That's true. It's fun to watch. Now, now what I will say is, is, and I tweeted this out once, so I'm just repeating myself for anybody who follows me on Twitter. but, But, you know, when we played them earlier in the year, you just so many compliments for the Ravens, but there's, there's people that do that, that you believe. And then there's people that you don't, you know, you watch and you don't believe. And I just don't believe that he really has that much respect for the Ravens. I think he has respect for Ray Lewis. Of course, who doesn't have respect for Ray Lewis. And Tom's a competitor, I'm sure. You know, so when you listen to them mic'd up in the AFC championship game and they're jawing at each other and after the game, they're just complimenting each other. I think that's all genuine. I don't take that personally, but there's sometimes I just, I just don't feel that it's that genuine, you know, that his, his respect for the team so much. I, 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 and, and, uh, and I think I said as much, that I wish I believed it more. You know, I don't want to hear all the platitudes about, oh, they're such a great team, they do this. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know, we'll just see you on Sunday. I just, I got to love it, though. I mean, he's being honest. He loves beating the Ravens. He's he said before he l- hates the Jets, right? He's said that mm-hmm. many times. You just mm-hmm. don't see that anymore, right? I like it. He's a great player. I mean, people, like I said, people told me, like, if you met him, you would love the guy. He's a great guy. I'm sure he is. He's all those things. And if he was my quarterback, I'd, I, I would love him. I'm sure. I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not trying to diss Tom Brady. I'm just saying that, you know, that last year still hurt. And, you know, we beat them earlier this year. And it was nice. But I just wish we had positioned ourselves in a situation where, you know, we'd have to potentially, if we have to face them, that they would be facing them at home. I'd just rather face them at home. But, you know what? Look, I'm wearing like Ugg like slippers right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm serious. I like woke up at a call there on a lazy day. I'm like out I'm out in my stairwell in my apartment because, you know, my dog and my girl I don't want to bother everybody. So okay. I'm like sitting there staring down at my like they're not Uggs particularly, but they're like, you know, what are they? They're L L bean type of okay. oh, type. Yeah, they're comfortable. Are so they are they, are they are they are they sheepskin lined of any sort? They're they? sheepskin lined, so just shut up, Josh. Who am I to talk about making <laughs> Tom Brady and his Ugg commercial? Because you, know? you don't like at losing to Tom making, Brady. You don't like it. At least he's at least he's making money off of his Ugg commercials. Uh I've just you know Hey, you never know who's listening to this podcast, Josh. <laughs>
You never know who's listening. Hey, Josh Charles is available to talk about how the sheepskin comfort of L.L. Bean wrapped around his tootsies is something he enjoys, and he's not ashamed to admit it. He's a Freeport, man on the planet. Freeport, Maine, Rich. Yeah. Did you just say tootsies? I did. I did. That, that's a, that crosses the line. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What's a tootsie? I never heard of foot. I mean, I'm not your child. What are you calling a tootsie for? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, because if you do, and I know part of you deep down believes Cincinnati could go into Houston and take care of business. I do. We it, talked about this a little bit yes. before. I, I actually, I do. I, I, I um, I love that Houston team, and I honestly, like like probably many people watching the game earlier in the season, I felt like that team would be the number one seed, as they should have been, and that the road to the AFC Super Bowl was going to go through them. And then all of a sudden you just see Denver win nine-plus in a row. New England's offense just goes into sort of light speed. And now, you know, you got to look at those two teams and go, and those two teams are sort of deserved to be one-two seed, and the, the Super Bowl will go through both of them, you know, probably more so Denver just because they have the top seat. But I think Houston, it's just about the secondary, you know, and it's about giving up, you know, giving up some big plays. And I think, you know, if, if, if since it can protect Dalton, or as I call him, you know, the kid from the children of the corn, um, <laughs> if, if they can protect the kid from the children of the corn, I think that he gets the ball to A.J. Green. I might have to pick AJ Green in my fantasy playoff. Oh, see, we're getting to that. We're getting to that in a second. That's what we call a segue. That's what we call a segue. So, so if the if the child from Children of the Corn takes care of business, that would mean you will know when you are settling into M and T Bank on Sunday that that would be for the right to go play, Mister Ugg, and in the divisional round. It would, which is a tough, which is tough this year. It's tough sledding this year. I mean. Um, it's tough because our defense has been battling this year, battling injuries, um, had some real inconsistency in the secondary. But I will say this about the Ravens, or at least what I read, and I don't, I don't know these stats off the top of my head, but I believe in the last four games, like, you know, we've given up like fourth lowest yardage in the league. So, you know, a lot of those stats in defense are slanted towards giving up the yardage. I mean, for a while we were giving up the lowest point, one of the lowest points in the league and certainly in the red zone. So, I think I think uh, the defense is, is playing a little bit better right now. It doesn't always seem like it because of the, of the game in Pittsburgh or the game in D.C., you know, where we gave up the games at the end of the game. Uh, but I think I think that's it, it, it's going to be a tough battle for either of those teams. I mean, anybody going, I think the Ravens can win. I would always believe in that. But I think they're going to be really tough. And, so, uh, and maybe this lift with Ray's news of, of this being his last ride is, is, is going to be the thing that helps him just stay focused. Don't make dumb mistakes. Don't make penalties. You know, the Ravens have become a little penalized team this year. That's frustrating as a fan. You know, especially with Harps because he's such a good coach. And that was something that Billet, who, who, you know, I had great respect for, but was also, you know, criticized for at the end of his tenure, you know, just sort of, 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 of letting the team sort of run amok and be too undisciplined. And the Ravens have come in the last few years and been a very disciplined team. And so for this year, to have all these dumb penalties, you know, uh, uh, it has been really frustrating because, you know, in the games where we don't beat ourselves and we don't turn the ball over and, you know, and, and we play consistent, uh, I think we can go up against anybody, you know. I mean, look look what happens in that Denver game. I mean, Denver killed us in that game. That was a demoralizing game. That was Caldwell's first game. Joe had arguably his worst game as a pro uh, with what was on the line there. But let's remember that that game was 10 nothing going into the half. And Joe had just orchestrated a really nice drive. 
and made a really bad mistake and threw that ball outside, and the guy picked it off and ran it back uh, for a touchdown. It's a horrible mistake. But if he doesn't do that and we, we, we make the game 10-7, come out to get the ball in the second half, I'm not so sure that the game is that that game ends that way. I don't, I'm not saying we 100% win, but I'm saying that, as you know better than anybody, you know, games, that, that's a flow of game, and that suddenly you just knew, everybody knew in that stadium we weren't coming back from 17 Well, that's just the, wasn't going to happen. That's the issue with Flacco, though. There's too much, There's a lot of ifs, man. You know, and it, but now he's got the chance. He's got the chance mm-hmm. to show to do to Andrew Luck what Tom Brady did when Andrew Luck came to his house this this week, which is teach him a lesson, and 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 show him what a veteran quarterback in a big spot looks like. And, well, potentially, and, but, I, but don't you think, Rich, though, that really what's going to decide that? I mean, look, the game will dictate it. If, if the Colts go up, you know, Joe will have to put it on his shoulders. But I think. You know, India has a hard time stopping the run, and I think not that the Ravens have been gangbusters this year in that category either. But I think, you know, they should be ready for a very serious, steady diet of number twenty-seven Ray Rice from Rutgers. Well, that's why that's why I put him in my Rich Eisen podcast playoff fantasy he's, he's challenge going in mine. He's because going in mine. because I, I believe Jim Caldwell, if he is auditioning for a gig, has to show Bashadi and his head coach that I understand what the main engine of success is on this side of the football, and that is Ray Rice, who is going to touch mm-hmm. it on every down possible, and he's going to touch it. He's going to touch it running it. He's going to touch it coming out of the backfield. He's going to touch it. And it's, not also, it's not also, hey, if you say he's going to touch it one more time, I'm going to start to get uncomfortable. And, uh, well, especially since you're, you're, you're in a stairwell in New York City. You know, where who knows what happens there? No video cameras. Yeah, no, but but it's also you know. I say I say that in jest. No, I know. No, it's okay. It's no, right. but but Rich, the other the other person who's going to touch it is uh is is Bernard Pierce. You know, he's he's proven that he could be a real running back in this league this year, and he's made some great runs. And I think the two of them together, right? You know, they they've really spelled him Ray lately, given given Bernard in that last game a lot of the runs. And Allen, and I think I think it should be a heavily focused run team, you know, run oriented uh, philosophy going into Sunday. And but like like before, like I was saying, who knows what will happen with the game? So you know, it may come down to Joe. It, to me, again, um, it, it it'll come down to it'll come down to the first quarter. Let's put it this way, okay? Because the Colts, you need to use the energy that you've you've spoken so eloquently about that will be in the building with Ray Lewis. Come out and put them down early because if you let the Colts hang around, they have shown week after week after week. Even the Packers in the famed Chuck Strong game, the first game that Bruce Arians was the assist, the uh, interim head coach, uh, they were down 17 at halftime of that game. Billick, who was on the show earlier this week, was the, at the mic of that game talking about how they were getting set to talk about all their all their storyline tap dancing material that they had prepared for in case of a blowout, and then the Colts came back. I think you need to take the will away from that team early, mm-hmm. and and otherwise you're in for a very very lengthy afternoon of angst. But, I, but, but see, I, I, I got to tell you, I hope you're right. But watching the Ravens this year, that's been the Ravens. We've been in. We've had long afternoons. You know, uh, that's been that's been that's what's been like watching my team this year. And part of what. I think the team is sort of, you know, surrounding themselves and rallying around is the adversity that the team has faced. You know, personally losing Tory Smith, losing his brother so suddenly and tragically, and rallying around him. The injuries that the team has hit, 
um, you know, getting rid of the decision, you know, we could, we could go back and forth to the pros and cons of it, but removing an offensive coordinator when your team was, you know, in the, most likely going to win the AFC North and, and, and be in the playoffs that late in the season. Uh, the injuries, you know, to Suggs, to, to, to Ray, um, all these things are happening. You know what? And the team, and the team's gone through it. And I think, I, I I will go in hoping that what you said is right, that we can take the will away. But at the same time, I also want to know that part of what this team's built for is it's built for the four quarters. And this game this game may this game may come down to that. Yeah. You know, I think if the Ravens are going to if the Ravens are going to make a run in the playoffs, I'm not expecting anything to come easy, you know. And some years, you know, you can watch when I watched in two thousand I, I didn't think it would be easy, but I just believed you knew that defense could just do it. We've got to win in different, craftier ways this year. So this game could be a, it could be a battle. But I think, I think you know, it, it does give Joe an opportunity to show himself again. I think he showed himself, you know, he showed himself quite well in the playoffs, you know, in these last few years, particularly last year. And I think it's it's another it's another step at that, another stab at it. And well, let's hope. Yeah. Well, one good thing for you you got going for you is you have joined the Rich Eisen podcast playoff fantasy challenge pool. You've thrown your hat in this ring, and you've already beaten the New England Patriots. We we breezed past the New England Patriots group uh, late Wednesday night uh, in terms of number of people in it. So you've already beaten the Patriots in this <laughs> virtual gridiron, Josh. So congratulations to that. To you. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's get to your team. Let's okay. get to your team. Again, you have to choose a quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, uh, mm-hmm. a tight end. Just talk me through talk me through one thing real quick. Sure. I know we're on the air, but I no, just That's okay. To... Let's let's do it. But a lot of people this issue. The strategy as far as like like you know, like okay, obviously I'm gonna say, Rich, you like Ray Rice this yes, weekend. I do. And you may like Ray Rice. You may think Ray Rice may have a good game either in Denver or in New England. Right. But I, you don't probably see the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. You know, you. I'm talking about you now. I, I obviously right. will be a homer and think that they will. Right. But, but is that part of the strategy? Adrian Peterson, I saw you picked him as well. I did. You don't actually think Minnesota is going to go to the to Here's the Here's Bowl. my strategy behind those two picks, okay, mm-hmm. is that Adrian Peterson is so red hot, I would be out of my mind not to ride what could be the largest, most exciting magic carpet ride in the history of this league, okay? Mm -hmm. If he does the impossible and even gets to the championship round, Adrian Peterson times three, which is what you'd get him, starting him this week, you get the single points, next week would be the double points, the championship game would be the triple points. That would be a a bonanza. If If he's one and out, I'll replace him with somebody next week and start from scratch as opposed to going, say, with no Sean Marino or um, Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley. I have no idea what he is going to do. Even if he does advance deep into the playoffs, he could have three touches. He could have a 200-yard game. You never know. Uh, mm-hmm. With that, you take a look at the other bye week teams. Michael Turner, I had on two fantasy teams this year, one yard and a cloud of rubber pellets. Rich, you'll be happy to know. You'll be happy to know. Lashawn McCoy not eligible. Lashawn McCoy, postseason. who I have cursed. By the way, if Andy Reid takes the job in Kansas City, Jamal Charles has been pulled off of my fantasy <laughs> draft board for next year. Okay, and so uh, and then the other running back, Frank Gore, has been sort of MIA. I have no idea what yeah. he's going to do in the in a Colin Kaepernick run playoff offense. I have but no idea. So I'm going to go with the guys that I know are going to start okay. this week, and I can get okay. the single points this week on top of the double points next week if I'm lucky. But, 
That's my well, let's strategy. Say, let's say the strategy. Let's say. Let's say I felt that uh, you know Russell Wilson was going to have a huge game. Yes, but I don't necessarily see Seattle. You know, getting past. You know, I don't know whatever. Let's say the championship game or whatever. Is it? What's the strategy as opposed to playing somebody for one week that you think may even lose but have a big game? Well, as opposed to those numbers, then doubling up. Here's if the, you take a Brady next week. Sure. So here's the thing. I'm taking Brady this week meaning mm-hmm. I get no points from the quarterback spot this week, but get double the points next week right off the bat against a team that's going to be coming into his house. And I expect, no offense to you, with the Ravens, I expect him to have a big game against whoever's coming to his house in the divisional playoff weekend. Will that point total be more than Russell Wilson this week at single points plus Tom Brady next week with single points? Because I don't get him at the double points because I'd have to replace Russell Wilson. Does that make any sense to you? Right, but I've got to make that decision Russell, now. If you play Russell Wilson this week and then play him again next week, as opposed to Brady with the double points. Well, if Russell Wilson wins and you play, well, that's him, what he's assuming. Then, right. yeah, then you're you're better off. Exactly. Right. right. So you got to guess. It's it's sort of the the strategy here is you got to guess who do you think is going to go deep, who do you think who is not playing this week is going to go deep, so you can definitely get like Tom Brady. I'm con- you know, convinced he's going to make the AFC Championship game, and he will be going three times the points for me. So he'll be getting triple points, whereas be- Russell Wilson might get to the second round, but you don't think there's any Correct. way he's getting to the and, third and, round. And I think that that will be more points total than getting somebody now that will advance to next week that I will have to replace with Tom Brady in the AFC Championship weekend. This that, is next-level stuff. That's what this, this is all is. about. That's what this, this is, is all about. Level. This is some like heavy stuff, man. This is yeah. Like- <laughs> so this is what's this is this is this is the the game of chess, the game of cat and mouse. Step inside that you are going to be playing against what currently is a twenty two hundred person field right now, getting larger and larger with each passing day. We are currently currently as we are taping this uh, mid afternoon Thursday hour, Rich, time. We are gaining. We are currently uh, in terms of the the groups. I don't know how many groups there are on this on this list. There's got to be hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds. The uh, seventh largest group, and I believe You're by the time started. it kicks off, we're going to be top five. So uh, it's okay. now time for your it's now time for your team. You've you've okay. you've been downloaded I'm, with all the strategy, sir. All right, I'm going to take Seattle. Well, let's start with your quarterback first. Who's going to be your quarterback? <sighs> I wanted to start the other way. All right, I'm going to start with my quarterback. Your quarterback. Uh, I am going to take... Drum roll, Peyton please. Manning. Peyton Manning. Okay. Ooh. Peyton Manning. Very good. Sounds familiar. Did not choose Joe Flacco. Everybody note that. Did not choose Joe Flacco. <laughs> Chose I, Peyton I Manning. Could look, I could go full Homer here and just pick everybody. You could do that. You know what? You know what? You called me out on it? No. I'm taking Flacco. No! Josh, please, please play to no, win. No, 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 no. Do it, no, no, Josh. I think you should do it. You just went Marty McFly there. You called him yellow, and he came back for a fight. Don't do it. Taking Flacco, Josh. Don't do it. Seriously, I'll give you one last chance. It's okay. Going Peyton Manning is a very smart move. It's smart. It's smart. You want to win, okay? I'll give you one last chance. It is not a problem to not choose the quarterback of your favorite team. Not a problem. I was just giving you grief. I'll give you one last chance. Who are you taking? Be a man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Flacco it is. Flacco it is. If Joe Flacco wrote a movie script, would you act in his movie? Now, let me ask you this. If Joe Flacco, I don't know. If Joe Flacco does well this weekend and then does well next weekend. Yes. Uh. That, that this this would be a good play. This it would this be a would good be a play. Great play. Yes, sir. It would be a great play. 
Um, I'm taking Flacco. Especially I'm since taking... there aren't many others who are making this particular play, I'm imagining. Okay, Flacco, who are your uh, running backs? Let's get your running backs. Peterson. Yep. Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Oh, okay. That's... He's not. Uh, so you're going to go. Can I, switch these? can I switch these before it starts on Sunday if I want to? Absolutely. Yeah. You okay. can switch. Uh, Saturday. I'm, I'm already locked you in. You've so you got to be locked in by kickoff of Houston-Cincinnati. Uh, right. Locked in. Okay. Um, and that's, by the way, when all the picks of everybody's teams will be revealed. Yeah, then, right now you cannot see for your competition purposes. Is that what yeah, it is? yeah. Okay. okay. So Flacco, Peterson, Lynch, who's your, mm-hmm. uh, who's your wide receivers? I'm going to take um, um, Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Good move. I've got him, too. Double one up. And I'm going to take... And I'm going to take, um, the second, second receiver. I'm going to take, uh, I don't have him in front of me. See, I'm, I'm in the hallway in okay. my, in my, my beans. Um, um, want us to give you some names? Yeah. You got, uh, Andre Johnson, AJ Green, Greg Jennings. Reggie Wayne would be an interesting selection for you. Yes, it would. Uh, Jordy Nelson. Anquan Bolden. Torrey Smith. Randall Cobb. Torrey Smith. Torrey Smith. Smith. All right. Yeah. Doubling down on his Flacco choice. All right. So then clearly tight end, you're going Dennis Pitta, right? I mean, <laughs> Ed Dixon, I think, I, is really where you're going. I'm going, I'm going Gronkowski. you got to do that. There's just no other play. Although, interestingly enough, Gronkowski is only a 15% start this week in the uh, in this league. It's true. Wow. Okay, who's your kicker? I'm taking the Denver kicker. Yeah, that's what I did, too. Prater. And then mm-hmm. you're going Seattle D. Seattle D. So you got to do that, too. I mean, they're so red hot. So you and I have similar picks. We've got Peterson, Thomas, Gronk, and Prater in Seattle. Similar. Wow. You and I are in a very similar I'm boat, similar sir. I'm too, because i got Manning and Lynch also. All right. I made some. Uh, he doesn't have Manning. He's going Flacco. Oh yeah, he swapped. That's yeah, right. he swapped. Out. Look, I know, I know, I, I know the Joe, I know the Joe pick is not popular, but he's my boy. I'm, I'm going with him. All right, very good. Yeah. Josh Charles, enjoy the game. Enjoy the game and enjoy. Enjoy, the weekend. enjoy watching Ray come out of that smoke, man. Enjoy it. Soak it's gonna, it in. It's going to be. It's going to be great, guys. It's always good to talk to you. You bet. That's Josh Charles. When's the good wife coming back? When do we got regular soon, episodes? Soon. Beginning coming up here in the beginning of the year. We're done our winter break, so we'll be back on in January. All right. That's Josh Charles. See the good wife on CBS. Always stay tuned to hear his voice on a football life on NFL Network. You the man, Josh. Thanks. Take care, brother. You too. You get out of the get out of the stairway. You're 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 you're, you're bigger than this. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. We, I'm, scared. I, I'm, I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go buy some Uggs. <laughs> Josh Charles, love that guy. Love him. He's so great. He was into it. He's got his roster all locked. Well, and I mean, he's he's the real deal. He's he's just like everybody else that loves the NFL and loves fantasy football. Definitely a knowledgeable fan. And uh, he and I are sort of locked in. We've got similar guys. Well, and I love I, I love I shamed him into Flacco playing Flacco. <laughs> that may that may be that may be he may he may thank me later right, on. Right. Okay. 
Uh, as I told you guys in a text yesterday, I threw a lot of misinformation on our podcast earlier in the week with my team. I'm, I've completely switched it up. What do you mean? I'm, I, I threw, I, you know, like a, like a. What do you like go through an overhaul? Like an agent giving false information to NFL insiders for their. Or client. like a team saying we're practicing a package for a certain quarterback yes. you can't watch right now, and then <laughs> never unleash that package for a quarterback. Yes. That sort of thing. They were waiting for the playoffs, Rich. Yes. Uh, were, it, it was all circumstance driven. My roster will be overhauled by the by kickoff. Yeah, you know what? I did a little roster tinkering you're last night to. as well. You're allowed to, but again, um, if 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 you do like say happen upon Jerry Ferrara's name on our list, or or Josh Charles's name on our list, or whoever a friend of yours that's on this list, you cannot see their picks until Tom meets Ball and Reliant on Saturday, right? Yeah, because if once you have a lead in this, you can just you know let's say it's week three and you have a lead. Uh, you could see who is in second, third place, close behind you, right. and just make the same picks as them. Yeah, but that would assume that all picks. Multiple. Well, by the time I mean, the you, field you're not going to have your entire team knocked out, no, are you? By the time the field gets narrowed down, I mean, there's going to be a good amount of people. Okay, chase. So. Okay, so um, we'll see. I'm excited for this. I've been, you know, I trolled around the side a little bit. I even threw about a little out there on the message board, yes, I see uh, that. encouraging people to talk more smack. Yeah, that's true. Get the smack talk going. And um, I, I saw some funny team names there too. <laughs> I saw one team name called Boat Race Incorporated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I saw that one. As Did well. you say there was a, there was a team name called Avocado Tree? Yes, <laughs> I wrote down a That's list. That's inspired. Do you have a list? I have a list. Here, okay, yeah. give me give me your favorite. Um, it's in alphabetical order because I went. Avocado through. Tree. That's, That's a, a solid a listener solid of this podcast. That's deep. I mean, that was like nine, ten months ago. Well, but you would know. Well, we reference. <laughs> I still have a scar. <laughs> we reference it every now and again. Um, so yeah, Avocado Tree. Yes. Uh, boat Race Inc. I love Boat uh, Race Inc. Brockman texted us this one last night, and this was hilarious. Uh, Fred Smoot's Love Boat. Yeah. <laughs> that was my. I think that's my favorite so far. That's a clubhouse leader. That's a clubhouse leader. Fred Smoot's Love Boat. Uh, our friend Michael Vartan, as we said earlier, is eight legs, four nipples. Yeah. No. Uh, it's four. It's four legs, legs eight nipples. Oh, yeah, you, you mixed up your legs and nipples. <laughs> Jeez. Come on, man. Hey, when that happens. It's very <laughs> difficult to mess that up. Uh, butt fumble. We have a butt fumble. <laughs> butt fumble. <laughs> That's impressive. Entry. That's good. Uh, a couple league references here. Uh, we have a Chalupa Batman. Okay. Oh, nice. Very good. Nice. Um, Dylan Panthers. Always good to get a Friday good night. Good to Dylan Lights. Panthers. Uh, the DP show is on there. Their picks are the DP show picks. Very so good. if you want to check out their picks. Um, we have an Eisen's missing hair. Oh, I'm not a fond. Uh, I'm not fond of that team name. Wow, Eisen's missing hair. Yes. Haters, how do I get only, haters? Only, Bald is beautiful, Rich. Only brought that up because uh, you referenced okay. earlier with uh, no, our dude. Friend, dude, uh, it's fine. It's it I is mean, what it is. I mean, you know what you. It is what with. it is. Exactly. Um, El yeah. Dudorino, which uh, that's a reference from some movie. I forget though. Okay. Um, this I is another seen that movie. This is another one, I believe, from the league. Uh, I believe uh, Fear Boner. Yep, that's, yeah. that's the league. Yeah, that's a league reference. Even if you didn't watch the league, you could assume it's from the league. <laughs> I liked when a Ravens fan had Bolden and the Beautiful. Bolden yeah. and the Beautiful. Yeah. I saw that one. Okay. Um, hey, Diddle Diddle. You know, Ray Rice up the middle. Sure. Uh, Jerry Ferrara is himself on here. Jerry Ferrara. Uh, this is uh, in reference to the... He co- was Initially, he was Fredo's picks. Was I asked he? him to change it to his name because uh, you know okay. people have to know people who it is. Know who yes, is. exactly. Yeah. Um, this is in reference to the Carly Rae Jepsen song, uh, Khalil Me Maybe. Yes! <laughs> I like it, Khalil Me Maybe. Uh, this is a Deep Tracks listener. If the, In fact, the reference that they're making here is uh, from the Larry David podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry David for Jets Offensive Coordinator yeah, for Jets that is, That's almost two years old. That's, that's, that's old. That's deep. Yeah. Uh, a great breaking back I should try and one. get him back on to talk about the Jets. I've got to reach out. Yeah, we definitely should. 
Maybe Larry's disappeared because he's in the running for maybe the head coach. He, maybe he's in the Bahamas. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, seriously, if the Jets do have an offensive coordinator position open, we should call him. <laughs> Let me get on that. We should. I'm I'm in complete agreement. The minute that Sperano gets shown the door, uh, got to get him on the horn. Great Breaking Bad reference here. Uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yes. Don't want to get too deep for those like Brockman who have yet to embark. Oh, yep, Los man. Pollos Hermanos. I've seen season one. That's All it. I know is there's a little bit more than just selling chicken going on there. A little bit more. <laughs> Uh, Scratch the surface. Mandingo, that's an Ace Ventura reference, I believe. Mm. Um, our Molly Karam from NFL Network is in the league. Yes. Uh, so she signed up. Uh, Rocky Mountain Oysters, which, as we all know, are yes. Um, <laughs> Shroot Farms. We have a Shroot, Shroot Farms. Farms name. We should get uh, we should get Dwight, to our, our good friend. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll reach out. Uh, get him on. Uh, this is a reference to uh, the Water Boy, the SCLSU Mud Dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Um, the Boat Race Armada. Boat Race Armada is good. It's a good one. Dude, you're loving this. It's it, caught on, it's Rich. Caught on. It's gone well, crazy. I've done my part. Look, you are the I've done one. my part. No, 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 no. I'm just, I've done my part. You're the ambassador, sir. Uh, the Maturals. Um, so someone's, I thought it was the Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I saw. Is, there is the Natural Born Killers. Oh, I gotta uh, love that. The, the Maturals is one as well. Um the Blair Walsh Project. Oh, yeah, I saw that one earlier. Van Down by the River, which is always <laughs> one of my favorite Matt Foley skits, and it sounds just like your guy Brady Hoke. It um, does. Uh, Vi- uh, this is uh, this is a Brockman one. Uh, Vince will fork you up. Oh, nice. So nice. A, a, a nice little another league reference here with um, vinegar strokes. Oh. <laughs> and uh, what are the games? What are the games? An old school one. What oh, actually, are the I, games? I saw a great one. I saw. I don't even know the games. I saw. What f- are the games? I saw fourth chance and one was one. Fourth chance and one. Oh, I get, didn't see that one. She get Gillian Jacobs to give a team. Gillian, no. It's Gillian. It's Gillian. It is Gillian. I know. Gillian. I just said that as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Gillian no, I was out there. Myself. Yeah, um, keep signing up. Keep talking trash, and we're probably over twenty three hundred by now. I do think uh, Fred, we're Fred's, up to twenty two fifty five. Fred Smith's right. love boat might be that. Might be my favorite. <laughs> it's gonna be tough to 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 crack that lineup right there. <laughs> but we we uh, we appreciate everybody. Tell your friends. Let's get this number. Let's get the numbers up. Just you know to boast. A yeah, little the bit. game pass is a pretty awesome prize. Obviously, you get to phone into the game pass too. and phone in. If you're from out of the country, NFL Rewind and phone in if you're in the country. And, uh, and a punters are people, too, shirt. People too shirt, right? Do we really need to at this point? I mean, come on. It's a phone in and, 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 and real ga- – I mean, who wants a T-shirt? A lot of tweets about is there a T-shirt for the players. Is that right? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll throw in a T-shirt. In a Anything else, Law, you want to throw in? Or is we, are we done? That's are we done? We're done? I mean, because we are really making this stuff up on the fly. <laughs> I mean, we really, we really, it's like, you want to do it? Sure. What let's are we going to do? I don't know. I don't let's know. do this. Let's talk about All it. All right. Now, suddenly, 2255 uh, later, or 2252, Meeting, the first three. Meetings on the fly, making stuff Seriously, up on the fly. put that on Outlook. pre-production in today's show, though. Putting the Super Bowl podcast together already. Yeah. Putting it together. Uh, good luck, sirs, in their first week of this competition, because... Um, if we are going to get boat raced, this is going to be well known to a lot of people. <laughs> yes, we are really putting ourselves out there. Really putting ourselves out there. I'm, I'm I've always been of the mindset taking a test that my first answer is best, so I'm not going to touch anything. Wow, 
See, I'm going to outthink myself. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. Too late. I was I, I changed half my roster Don't last do night. It. No way that Josh Charles sticks with Joe Flacco. There's no chance. No, I bet he does, though. Oh, Josh is really now. loyal. He asked a lot now. about switching the lineup. When can you switch Boy, it? Boy, I got him, but <laughs> don't forget he said Peyton Manning first. <laughs> He's smart. At Chris Law, thank you, sir. No problem. At thank Chris you, Brockman, thank you. Thank you, Rich. And thank all of you out there for listening to this podcast. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend, everybody. We'll come back. I think we'll get Ferrara on next week. We'll get him. We'll get the sulk. We're going to get all. We're going to get all the greatest hits back here. Usual. Maybe suspects. we can try and get some players. Figure it out. We'll, we'll get some players. Okay, sure. we'll get some players. Uh, for at the Eisen Podcast, brought to you by Chevy. I'm at Rich Eisen. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. Stay listening. To 